Support for Podular Modcast comes from Secret Aardvark Sauce. So, hey, Jimmy G, what did you think of the Secret Aardvark Sauces? I, I don't know. Once I tried the uh, Drunken Jerk Jamaican, it was uh, love at first sight. That's Jimmy G, my dad, giving you the what for about uh, what he thought about the Secret Aardvark Sauces. They came over, my mom and dad, to see the new house that Hannah and I live in, and they stayed the night. And for dinner, I thought, hey, you know what? Why don't I bring out the, the big guns? So I brought out all of the sauces that I have um, and and let Jimmy G go through the whole array. And uh, yeah, he was a, 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 obviously a huge fan of the Jamaican jerk. He also really enjoyed the uh, the habanero sauce. So uh, yeah, why don't we hear what he has to say about that? So it just had that habanero flavor without so much heat. I couldn't agree more, Jimmy G. Um, and I'm also really excited to tell you, but also excited to find out, because I haven't tried them yet, that there are three new sauces. They've got the Aardvark Reaper, they've got the Smoky Chipotle Aardvark, and then they got the Hot and Tata sauce, which is a scorpion hot sauce. That one sounds really hot, but I know I'm in good hands with Secret Aardvark, so I'm, I'm definitely going to try it. Uh, take it away, Jimmy G. For chefs at any level looking to spice up old favorites or a newcomer in the kitchen, Secret Aardvark sauce and marinades are the perfect partner in crime for that finely crafted moxie you can use time and again. To learn more, go to secretardvark.com. Hello and welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name is Tim. And this week we're going to do a little something different than the usual, um, because I had just uh, I have just moved into a new house. I've been spending the last you know uh, couple weeks packing and moving and unpacking and all of that stuff. Uh, so I haven't had time to record interviews. So we missed a week last week, and rather than miss a week again, um, I thought maybe we could talk about some modules. I could play some of your own music that you've submitted to the show. Um, and then I could also maybe uh, have you guys meet my dad because my parents came over, as you could hear from the uh, the ad, the intro ad here. Um, and uh, yeah, we were we were sitting around uh, after after having a, a handful of brews, and I was thinking to myself, you know, it'd be funny, and I know he'd really enjoy it because my dad likes he likes to be on the mic. I thought it'd be funny if I got him to come do some ad reads and then to warm him up, I was like, why don't I just interview him? And then I thought it would be kind of funny to uh, to share any of the usable content with you guys this week because, uh, yeah, I, I really wanted to have an episode out this week. And I've, I've got my studio almost set up and uh, I want to use it. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do all of that. But first, let's check out this track from a band called Bear Spray from Portland. The album is Garage Demos. The track is called First.
All right, that was Bear Spray. The track is called First. Um, it's actually 17 minutes long, so if you like what you hear, you should head, o- head over to Bandcamp. Um, it's Bear Spray, two words, 2019 Garage Demos. Uh, Bear Spray is Daniel Mensch and Veronica Ebola. Um, I believe they're a Portland crew, but they are uh, really fun to listen to. That was very profound what I just said. Sorry, I'm trying to read and talk at the same time. Um, so I moved. I, bu- I bought a house. I should say my wife and I bought a house. Um, and moving sucks. Everybody knows that. But if you're going to move, hire movers. Go into debt for that if you have to. Um, very helpful. Um, yeah, I thought I had some more profound things to say. I feel like talking about your new house might be a little bit like telling somebody about your new dog that's not there or um, telling somebody about a dream that you had. Like, does anybody really care? Um, I love this house. It's old, 1910. We've already got stuff hanging on the walls. We're mostly unpacked, mostly moved. My studio is, I would say it's about halfway to where I want it to be. I need a new desk for the Needham case, but my goal is to get completely set up to where I can just leave everything where it is and uh, be able to to record and jam and, and not have to be searching for stuff all the time. Isn't that just so annoying whenever you're in your studio and you know you need a particular like connector or something and you know you have it and you've seen it recently and the last time you saw it you're like I'll never need that again and then you need it and then you don't remember where you put it well those days are over for me new town new Tim Tacoma Tacoma Tim that's what they're gonna call me from now on um I never thought I would move to Tacoma but uh I I'm I think I'm pretty excited about it to be honest um it seems like a cool little area we are in um and this could be me just saying this because I couldn't afford to live there anymore but I think Seattle is maybe going in a direction that I'm not interested in hanging around to witness but you didn't come to this show to listen to that you came to this show to uh listen to something that has to do with modules so why don't we talk about some modules I think I'm going to focus on a few today um, in between listening to tracks from people. Uh, and one of those is the Inertia from New Systems Instruments. I still haven't really, like, I haven't looked at the manual or a video about it at all. I have just, you know, done my usual pull out of the box and see how, how far I can get with it. And it's been a pretty fun um, modulation source and filter, which is kind of crazy. Um, and then I also want to talk about the Sync 3 from Starling. And then I also want to talk about the uh, the Mystic Circuits tree and the new expander for tree leaves, which is maybe one of the best looking modules I've ever seen. It's got these beautiful horizontal sliders with like the, the coolest buttons and they light up purple. Knobs, not buttons, sorry. The knobs on the sliders light up purple. Just great looking module. I don't know what it is yet. We're going to figure that out. It is uh, the first the first thing that I had delivered to me uh, here at the new PodMod headquarters, though, so that was pretty cool. Um, and we're going to have Eli from Mystic Circuits on the show again soon. It's been too long. Um, all right. I feel like I'm going to be – I'm going to get rambly if I keep going. Let's listen to a track from an album called Deep Bone from a group called Blectum from Blectum. 
Um, this album is insane. You may have uh, maybe remember Christopher Flieger was talking about uh, Blechdom from Blechdom uh, when he was on the show. So I went and checked it out, and this is like uh, the catchiest, most accessible song I would say on the album. But it gets real weird too. It's just a very well-rounded, awesome album, and uh, yeah, I love it. So this song is called Snosses in the Sky. Where smiles are always on your face But the hard part is when a friend Besides your life will have to win It's not safe they can fly It's not safe you are dead All around the world this world And twirling and unfurling Like a bat without wings Or outstretched We know they fly Cause there's a hole in the neck Snosses in the sky Snosses you and I Like a 
Snosses in the Sky from the album called Deep Bone from Blectum from Blectum. I will put uh, links in the show description, obviously. So I mentioned earlier the the inertia from New Systems Instruments. I mentioned that it could be a filter or a uh, control voltage source, and it also can be an oscillator. So here um, was my first attempt at using it as an oscillator, and then I brought the leaves from Mystic Circuits in to send the sequence into the one volt per octave. Then I've got delay from the Mimeophone and reverb from the Monsoon. So full disclosure, I've been chipping away at the, at creating this very episode you're listening to um, in the few uh, moments in time that I can find through my whole moving experience over the last week. So I haven't had a chance to really get to learn how to use any of these modules um, to, to a degree where I could really explain what I'm doing. So what I have been doing, though, in these moments in time uh, that I have that I can sneak into the studio, I've been just kind of trying to create with them. You know, I like to I like to create sounds to show you guys 
here on the show because it's, it's a, an audio-only format, so I think sometimes explaining modules can be hard without a visual aid. So, um, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, I'm just going to play you some sounds from all these modules that I've been talking about, some sounds that I've made over the last few days. Maybe I'll do a little commentary on what's happening with them. But, um, yeah, the proof's in the pudding, as they say. So let's listen to some pudding. talk about this patch i have wrestled with how uh how i could try to explain it um in in hindsight because i actually just recorded it the other night and i'm coming back in um and just just from memory trying to explain it so please forgive me i think all we really need to know is i'm using the inertia as um like a really strange envelope to open a vca that has one of the outputs from uh, the sync 3 going through it um that's what's giving it this kind of it will go from staccato to kind of a longer opening to this kind of almost like ratcheting thing because I'm also sending CV into the inertia. So it's a really cool envelope that can get um, really, really, really... Uh, if you patch all, all the CV ends just right, it won't be that um, repetitious just by nature of how this thing works. Um, that's as much as I can explain that. And I'm sorry, but we're going to, you know, we're going to get into it in the coming weeks. This is just the first, I know I brought it up last week, but we're going to do a mulligan. So this is the first real introduction to inertia. Um, <laughs> I'm also using the boundary from Schlappy Engineering. So basically what's really cool about this, uh, the sync three, let me backtrack. That's the voice. We have three oscillators and I'm sending three different uh, control voltages into their you can think of them as one volt per octave, but they're not one volt per octave. These are all like locked into the same mode and they're all in tune with each other and you can send anything into their their pitch control or their frequency control um, and it just turns it into a melodic sequence. So just like a triangle envelope or a triangle LFO will just, you know, kind of glissando up and down. Um, so I've got two, uh, I think I've got the boundary controlling one of those uh, pitches. So I'm triggering that slew, or that, that rise and fall, and then I'm controlling um, the, the, uh, the second oscillator with uh, an LFO from Oct, I believe, 
and then another oscillator, uh, I'm actually sending more of a, a sequence type thing from leaves from Mystic Circuit. Um, and then the, the Sync 3 actually has two ends for the, uh, the second and third oscillator that you can send envelopes to. Because they share an output, um, I think that's a pretty clever way of being able to use them um, like seemingly separately just by sending different envelopes to the second and third oscillator you don't you can get it to work you only get one of those at, uh, at a time out of the output um, and then I'm sending the the first oscillator output into the cascade VCA from qubit and that's where the the inertia is controlling that um, out of one of its outputs so I hope that made sense all all I can really say here um, and why I chose to show you these patches is I think without even a, a really deep understanding of how this inertia works you can you can have a lot of fun experimenting with it um so yeah throughout the show we'll listen to a couple more experiments and uh, i think they get better and better so so far everything i've showed you from the inertia is like kind of in chronological order of me messing around with it and and the last one is actually something that i might want to use for a track so you know that's a good module if you're kind of using it as your centerpiece for your your patch and you know within the first night of really really trying to use it you get something that you want to keep by the end of it i mean that for me is a is a is a good marker for a good module um but yeah i'm gonna stop rambling i really hope this made sense this episode is weird i'm really trying to throw it together while i have time uh because we just bought a house and we skipped last week and i i just i, I don't want to i don't want to skip two weeks in a row i've never done that and it's not going to happen this year. Um, so bear with me. Next week, we're going to be back with your regular, regularly scheduled program. All right, let's get into one more of your tracks. This is from Sarmism. The album is Wanderlands. The track is Oroshi. This album is awesome. Link in the show description.
Thank you, Sarmism. It's always fun being sent music, um, especially right before I go on a road trip. I went on a road trip uh, for my anniversary last September, and uh, this album was sent to me like two days before, so I downloaded it to the phone and listened to it while I was driving through the woods of Washington State. And uh, yeah, it was... What a better... What, there's no better way to get to know a new piece of music, I think. Driving around in the woods or traveling to a place you've never been before you know it's just uh i've talked about this before i don't need to get too sentimental about it but you know how i feel and this next song was also something that i had downloaded right before i went on this road trip and listened to in the woods as well so uh totally different energy but uh it still fit the the surroundings it was really great um so yeah let's check out this is uh hayman and this is a song of hers called Still In My Veins from the album Hymn. Thank you. 
All right. Thank you, Heyman. That's H-E-Y-M-U-N. And the album is Hymn, H-Y-M-N. Link in the show description. Um, we're going to get into some more module talk here. But first, support for Podular Modcast comes from Patchworks.com, our lovely synth shop here in the Northwest. I'm really, I'm pretty bummed that I moved an hour south from Patchworks, but with their shipping service, I mean, it doesn't matter. I could have moved to Oklahoma and I could still rely on Patchworks to get me my synthesizer goods. They carry brands like Novation, Instruo, Make Noise, Dopefer, Schlappy Engineering, Mystic Circuits, After Later Audio, Recovery Effects, 4MS. I mean, come on, do I have to keep going? They got the Zork stuff in there. They've got all the cool little waveform things that I'm just like, in love with. Uh, like the little 0 HP uh, attenuators and LPGs that actually can like be mounted on your modules. That's great. Not just modular. I got my uh, I got my hydrosynth there and my little Yamaha CP reface there as well. Um, they got all the Novation stuff. I think I maybe mentioned that. Just I, I you know you know how good this shop is. Go over to Patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com to learn more. Patchworks, where synth dreams become reality. That is not at all their tagline. They did not ask me to say that. I did not ask them if I could say that. So I'm sorry, Tom and Cindy, because I just it just came out of my mouth. It wasn't very inventive. It wasn't funny. Um, it was pretty generic. But anyways, go to patchworks.com. Thank you, Patchworks, for your continued support of Podular Modcast. Okay, let's get into the leaves expander for the tree module from Mystic Circuits. This thing is really fun. Um, Again, I haven't looked into what it really does yet. I like to play with things first, and I also haven't had time to look into it. So let's just get patching with it. It's Like I said, it's an expander. It's a voltage expander for a sequential switch. So the tree is a sequential switch um, with some cool bells and whistles on it, and the leaves is the expander for that. So let's put the first output, the one through four output, into the pitch input of the 4MS Ensemble Oscillator. That's already really fun, but it's gonna get more fun. Did I just say, it's gonna get more fun? Yeah, it is. So there is the three through six output going into the um, the root voltage for the ensemble. And there's the five through eight output going into the scale in for the ensemble. And finally, the one through eight output going into the cross FM. So yeah, that's pretty fun. Now here's where it gets really fun, and I'm pretty sure this is not how you're supposed to use the transpose inputs uh, on on leaves, but I was just messing around and, and decided to plug a bunch of LFOs into it, and uh, yeah, we get some pretty wild results. So yeah, I'm just going to use the Schlappy Engineering Angle Grinder, uh, a 
LFO from Delphur and the Baker from After Later Audio to feed uh, to feed some stuff into this. So check it out; it gets pretty fun. Yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing here, but uh, it sounds really neat. Um, so yeah, we are going to have Eli on soon to go into more depth, and of course I'm going to take some time to learn how to use this thing so I can explain it to you, but I, I just wanted to mess around with it and kind of just show you this first patch I made with it, because I, I think it's... Uh, I think it's pretty pretty goofy and fun, and um, yeah, it was just really fun exploring leaves to, to make this. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, these slider knobs are just, they're, they're just a joy to work with. They're a joy to, to look at. The uh, the tree is such a, a welcome uh, addition to the Needham case. It just really brightens things up. That sounds really cool. I was uh, I was gonna end the the quote unquote demo, but I wanted to mess around a little more, and I'm glad I did. Oh man, I love when I'm recording a demo and it just uh, it turns into something way cooler than I uh, I I thought it was going to be. Um, that last little piece of that patch was really cool, and I'm very excited to explore uh, explore the leaves more. All right, so I think for the rest of this episode, <laughs> for those who want to stick around, um, I'm just going to play the 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 highly edited. <laughs> conversation that I had with my dad while he was over here. Um, like I said, I wanted to get him up here to do some ad reads because I knew he'd have a, a good time with that. And um, yeah, so I thought it'd be fun just to uh, to interview him. 
but we had had a few beers and I had eaten a special type of gummy bear. So please bear with me in that regard. Um, so yeah, why don't we get to know Jimmy G? Um, and then I'll do one final patch at the end and, uh, and that'll be our episode. So here we go. Without further ado, me and my dad. So I was uh, getting into this new house. I was thinking about maybe getting a drum set. Um, and then I was thinking about how I don't want to be the almost 40, 40 year old guy moving into a neighborhood and pounding on drums. And then that makes me think of how awful was it for me to have a drum set all through high school? Was that totally, that had to have been really annoying. You were out in the garage, right? Yeah. I remembered that. Um, (laughs) 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 You lived with us in high school? (laughs) Oh, we had what was called the lower lounge. Oh, I've never talked about the lower lounge. Oh, my God. The passion pit. It wasn't. It was a bunch of innocent guys that thought they were bad. I don't. Well, okay. So tell 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 the story of what the the lower lounge is because it had a, an like an initial use that was quickly abandoned. It was my two car garage down below the house. We were on a hillside. It was a nice setup in the beautiful town of Roslyn, and uh, yeah, I framed in a room yeah like what like 10 by 8 probably eh, a little bigger it was 10 by 12 probably because it fit a couch in there <laughs> so they go in there in the winter time and they ha- it had a door well it was originally you originally built it for me to have a practice space for playing music for in playing it. the drums and within like two weeks we decided we wanted to put a couch in there <laughs> and a tv and a sega cd and smoke weed did you and have play a tv video. in there yeah we had one of those little commodore 64 oh, monitors shit, that's funny <laughs> yeah so they had a plug-in five foot or six foot long baseboard heater very economical and i remember going down there one winter night was about 25 out and they're <laughs> sitting on the couch with all their coats on smoking who knows what and they had the baseboard running behind their legs <laughs> well we built we put the fireplace in there and built the chimney but we couldn't get it sealed so you couldn't have a fire in there without it just getting super smoky in there and Remember i think that? i left it that way deliberately yeah if we, we i don't think we put much effort into trying to fix that <laughs> Oh, my God, the lower lounge. That and was... then while I was down there, somebody left the door open, and that was uh, that was the cardinal sin. You could not. I wanna, there was many rules. You had Wait, to which door? There was a door that went into the lower lounge. Oh, okay, the door. To, okay, okay, not the garage door. No. And uh, so the kid had to spin the wheel they had made. Oh. And there was things you made like a punishment wheel. I forgot punishment about wheel. the punishment wheel. And one of the things oh was God. kiss the stuffed mountain goat head that was deteriorating and looked pretty nasty. Which we still, you still have that in the Ellensburg barn, right? I'm pretty sure. I no, don't I'm, know. I'm, it it yeah. wouldn't have went anywhere. <laughs> and then one of them was get paddled with this three foot hard plastic ore. <laughs> Which no one ever enforced that one, but bullshit. When wait, I was what? No. Uh, one... Yeah. What's his name? Eric. Oh, that was in Ronald. He lived in Ronald, right across from where the used to live. In the. 
but he moved across the street on 903 after maybe after high school i don't not yeah, during high school they, parents no. lived there so anyway he was in there and you guys whacked him about four times and he left pissed <laughs> off i don't remember that <laughs> never to come back again that was uh that was a pretty sweet spot in uh I remember like, cause everybody, the thing to do was after school, you drove around, you drove from Roslyn to Cleelum and back. And there were a few meeting spots where you could hope that people were congregating. And we kind of got bored with that after a while. It was just kind of like, you never actually met who you wanted to meet and stuff. So with the lower lounge, we became like this destination and it's read like wildfire in the school. Everybody knew like, make sure Kelly's asleep. If if Jimmy's there, if Jimmy G's out in the garage with them, then you know you're cool. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, those were the good old days. Yeah. Yeah. So this reminds me of uh, my brother John, who uh, was sometimes. 17 months older than me. That's it. Yeah, we were sometimes. Irish twins. Yeah. I actually talked about. Um, I did. I told you earlier that I get pretty personal on the show after Uncle John had passed. I. I talked about us carrying his body out and how intense that whole thing was. Not yeah. to not you to did. derail you, but No. Yeah. I forgot now what I was gonna say. Something uh, about your Uncle John. Or my Uncle John, your brother John. We were going to do I stayed at his house a lot when I was commuting eighty miles each way to work and uh we'd sit down in his basement and we had a magic mirror. That needs way more explanation than well, just saying. <laughs> Basically, you got like, let me just really quick, because I, I, I don't want to like ruin the magic of the magic mirror. But my dad and my Uncle John were both very into hats and things that costumes. they could costume, <laughs> like just like things that they could find at the thrift store. And then they would share their loot and try them on and do little characters in the magic mirror. It was very, it was very cute. So I found a pair of jeans that were the best fitting jeans I'd ever had. And I brought him over at John's house and my niece, Janine, was upstairs and I walked upstairs and I said, check these out, man. They feel great. <laughs> and she said, those are chic. And I said, no, they say check on them. <laughs> I said, those are girl jeans. No, no, it's, wasn't it the other way around? Didn't you say they, no, it's chic. And she said, it's chick. Oh, I don't know. I had chick. it wrong, whichever way I had it. I would have not spelled chic out of chick. <laughs> not Either way. Not in any spelling bee in anywhere. <laughs> oh, shit. So we were going to do a pillow talk downstairs but that, that means, and do okay, a that, pod, that means, podcast. Yeah, actually, hold on. Put a pin in that. You didn't, you still wore those jeans though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they yeah. fit you very well. They fit very well. Yeah. Lots of room in the back. <laughs> Which is weird because us helds are built bigger from the waist up and from the waist down we're kind of like normal size. Yeah, I don't know. The way it came up around the hips, I don't, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you just got it some made my ass look really good. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they were baggy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, to expound upon the magic mirror concept, you guys did often talk about pillow talk, which in today's world would definitely be a podcast, but oh, yeah. when you guys were talking about it, you were talking about wanting to do your own, um, public access show. Right. Yeah. Public access. Yeah. So it would have been in the same time we were listening to Dr. Demento on the radio 
on Sunday nights. Wait, and, wait, this stuff goes back to that far? The the pillow talk thing? Because I thought that was when I was around when you were working, like staying there when you were working and stuff. Yeah, but we maybe it you was... For, you formed that kind of rapport that you felt like you could finally do something with it, right? Like you, you guys listened to that together. We were never, I mean, we talked, but... Uh, if somebody would have brought a setup like this down, then we would have took off. <laughs> I know. But I was, we wanted to do the uh, the public access because you could actually have nudity and everything on, on that. We saw that some was, really. That's that's why you wanted to do it. Oh man, there was a great show where they these chicks dancing around with their bodies painted. I forget what the hell that was. I gotta. Oh man, I, I gotta get uh, you and Ian together. Uh, the you know Ian who performed our marriage ceremony. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he had, uh, public access stuff in Auburn and I don't know if that reached to, to Seattle and South Seattle where you guys were, but he's, he's well-versed on the, the early nineties to like late nineties, early two thousands. He kind of looks familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if you haven't heard who Dr. Demento is, you have to look that up. Was he, uh, um, was DJ. he a national? He was. Was it a national yeah, thing, like Casey Case, a syndicated thing? Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Well, wasn't he kind of like the, um, like playing stuff that was like, what Weird Al made popular, kind of like Weird jo- Al, Frank, Frank Zappa, um, just like t- doing like covers of pre like already existing songs, but making them into spoofs. Or they something. weren't all that, but yeah, you know, playing old songs like. Does your chewing gum lose its flavor? I don't know that one. Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? If your mother says don't chew it, do you swallow it in spite? Can you catch it on your tonsils and heave it left and right? Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? I don't know. I don't know if I should edit that part out or not. Mm. that's a great song that's pretty good um roaring 20s 30s so uh bob so bob rivers right like he kind of did that a little bit here Eh? with the twisted tunes oh yeah yeah kind of yeah yeah they were definitely fans yeah um I do wish Pillow Talk could have. Uh, oh God! Thing. Well, and the thing it had to be on. It couldn't be a podcast. Well, you can do video podcast. Can you? Yeah, okay, yeah. If video because we'd be like in tank tops and yeah, and you, tidy, you know, whitey no, underwear. I think and, the visual would be very because you'd have to have a magic mirror segment. Oh yeah, and you couldn't explain. And that. it'd be you, like yeah. JP Patches, you know, that's stuff that all <laughs> has influenced influenced us. Uh, oh God, because JP. J.P. Patches had the, I, I don't know if it was called the magic mirror, but he could look in, in the mirror and see things. And, and then he had his ICU2 TV set. <laughs> oh, man. So he just so like we're guess. all sitting in front of the TV and he turns this thing on that's just a hand-painted swirls going around. <laughs> and it'd go, woo, woo, woo on the TV. And then he'd be, and then he'd call out the names of who was going to have a birthday and Oh yeah, it was big, big stuff. If your, uh, if your Cub Scout group got on JP oh, wow. Patches, wait, so was that a national thing as well? No, that was just Seattle. 
J- oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Gertrude was... and JP. Oh, my God. He, man, icon of Seattle. He's, yeah. I need to look that up. That sounds crazy. You got to look up some old JP patches. It's so corny. <laughs> <laughs> man, the public access thing is so weird. I think it. I think it still exists. I think you can still do stuff like that, but I don't know yeah. who's watching it anymore. But. Really? Mm. Oh, God. So if you could do a podcast, right, if, say say I uh, got you set up with everything like this and all you had to do was push push one button when you walked into the room, what would you, what would you start a podcast about? Good evening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. What would it be? Uh, that's a good question. I'd have to think about that. I wouldn't be on truck driving. No. Why would you're not a truck driver? <laughs> Don't tell people that. <laughs> Why the fuck would you say that? Because I'm a truck driver. I mean, well, the snow plug. Well, no, but is, yeah, but when you say truck driver, people think long haul, long haul and and you're like you you don't deliver cargo. Mm. No, we you plow. You plow. Well, yeah, but I mean, you're not delivering goods right. across like right. state or county lines or anything like right. that. Right. But you do plow the um, the. I would say the most traveled uh, mountain pass in Washington State by we, far, right? Oh yeah, they. I forget how many people pass it a day, but they it costs it's the main connection between West and Eastern Washington, yeah. which is divided by a giant mountain range. And they tell us if that pass closes, it costs a million dollars an hour in revenue. I'm surprised it's not more. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so yeah. Anyway, so you so you started driving the snowplow, what like three or four years ago? Yeah. And this is my, my third year. This is no, it's more than third. I think four. Yeah, I is think it, it is. Fourth? I think so. I think because COVID oh, shit. makes I think it is. always. I don't think people count COVID year for a lot of things. So everything, everything. I feel like I've noticed that a lot of people that I talk to, not even like within the same group, but people all over when I'm talking about how long it's been since I've seen you or anything. Everybody's estimations, including my own, are seem to always come up a, exactly a year short wow. because people aren't. Yeah, because nothing happened. Like, it's just like this weird. Um, so, yeah, I think you've been doing it for four years. That's got to be fucking nerve wracking for a while, right? Uh, Especially if you're doing it while like, doing it while the pass is closed is probably fine. But like oh, yeah. when you have to do it when there's traffic on the highway with you. When like, you've got five snow plows and they say you're running number two and you got the meanest bastard in number one. <laughs> Get over there. Get this. Do just that. total, just total construction. Just a aggro. Jerk-ass. Yeah. And, uh, and you have to turn your plow at a certain time. So you're not throwing snow in the cars. And yeah, it's great. It, I compare it to driving a boat with a wake coming off the side and stock car racing. That sounds tough because everybody wants to pass you. Yeah. Cause you're going, yeah. You're, you're going, going so much too small. Yeah. slow. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, with a, uh, whatever it is, 12 foot blade in the front. I can get that suck real close to cars. <laughs> I was going to ask. So it's 12 wide and what, like eight tall or something. Some of them, we got these new ones that were really short, but uh, some of them you can't even hardly see. You can't see the road over the top of it. It seems like <laughs> it's crazy. And then when you're plowing at night and it's snowing and you got a white out and you can't see, 
and all you're doing is looking at a little blinking yellow light on your buddy's truck in front of you, it gets a little hairy. Yes, I can. Ma- and you were doing night shifts and going over the bridge that's oh, three four hundred feet up in the air and trying to hug the <laughs> hug the rail of it in the dark. It's one thing I can do it when it's daylight. It's like mm-mm. Oh, it's it's creepier during the day. Oh shit! Because yeah, you can you, see everything. You can see, and then you know. I that, feel like my imagination would run wild with me in the dark, and that would be oh. scarier. I guess maybe you could just like phase it out, and not think yeah, about it. It's it's not even there. But then a guy told me, if you saw how that bridge was collapsing or breaking down the concrete, you wouldn't even put your plow next to that rail. But we put it right up against that Jersey rail on the side and just grind oh. into it, and the snow shooting over it. Oh. Oh, that sounds so. So, do you guys? You guys obviously take care of it when they do the like the when they literally drop bombs yeah. or dynamite to cause avalanches. And yeah, stuff. we blocked traffic and we're sitting there looking at it, and they had one of the best reactions they've had in a long time. Said ten years, it took down a lot of snow, but it. We've got equipment sitting there to a big blower and then uh, graders to uh, get the snow moved off, and then. But is it like a 20-foot wall when they're done and when you go to take care of it or like? No, not this year. But there's been times where snow naturally came down that before they rebuilt it around the lake there. It'd come off that snow shed (laughs) and it would take them, you know, a day or two to dig it all out. So I'm going to switch gears here because this is something that I literally just thought of for the first time in my life. I think yesterday is I have a very strong love for um, I think it's basically eighties country because that's what you had with the karaoke discs that you got when you got that. Right. Would you say that the, all those like George Jones up through all the, the country stuff that we had on karaoke, is that just basically eighties stuff? Maybe early nineties, uh, early nineties. I think that was, I think, well, but there was like Hank Williams senior stuff, like not a whole lot of old stuff, but Hank Williams junior too. Yeah. Like country boy can survive, but like all that, like George Jones and um, like Willie Nelson stuff. And um, he said, I'll love you. Till I die. One of my favorite songs ever. He stopped loving her today. It makes me like he stopped loving her <laughs> today. They placed wreath upon his door. <laughs> oh man, I'll make you cry every time. Every time. And so I was thinking I was talking to somebody about like this uh like the nostalgic love that you have for some music that's like it's so embedded in who you became like who you were well, like you with the person. Judds. i'm like no and, way yeah exactly because i was like <laughs> f- fucking third grade but something i noticed about a lot of those older songs like the the george jones stuff and the willie nelson stuff um i never listened to the actual versions i grew up with those songs but i grew up with them with all you and your friends having your parties Singing them on karaoke. Oh, yeah. So you so didn't like, hear them really done. Yeah. So like I didn't hear George Jones. He stopped <laughs> loving her today. I don't think until I was actually like 20. But I knew that song that I'd heard a million times. But it was always you singing it in the garage, which I think is really fucking weird that I never really put that together because mm-hmm. I listen to it now. And I still think like, oh, that sounds different. But well, no, this is the original. Boy, the best stuff to watch is Conway Twitty singing. Oh, yeah. Watching him singing with his hair. Hello, darling. Yeah. And, and and every verse, 
he put that meaning into it or or the tone or you know how loud or soft he was well yeah he was very um goodbye perf- darling very perform he was very dramatic yeah like with the whole thing with hair like that you had to be Absolutely. dramatic <laughs> so i guess so uh, by I, the way my hair looks just like that you do have you i mean for you know for your age, i you you i know i will never go bald you know mm. how old are you 62 yeah and you've got like thicker hair than i would say 95% of men your age right you're like you started thinning like two years ago, kind of. Yeah, but then you also... I put a put a comb over on it. <laughs> I, I, I kind of got a Wolverine going right now. <laughs> Did you ever listen to this shit before you got the karaoke machine, though? The music? Yeah. Was oh like, you shit! Were, were you raised with that? Yeah, Willie Nelson, his okay. album, and he's got a, a suit, white white shirt, and black tie on, and he's his hair's all cut. Okay. Oh man. Because I knew that, like, a lot of my, like, classic rock stuff I get from your old record collection from when you were in high school. And then, so, like, my only knowledge of what you listened to is by the record collection that was always in the garage. And then the, the songs that you sang with karaoke, but there wasn't a lot of crossover there. So I was like, did you listen to He Stopped Loving Her today before you got that Not karaoke a machine? Not a lot. Yeah, okay. But I'd heard it, so I knew the tune. Right how to how to go with it but what i really regret and it was just i wasn't uh turned on to it was uh not getting turned on to roy orbison early so i thank you for that because that's one of my earliest things that i remember see my neighbor this young guy he's 28 he was going to a concert and going to see roy orbison and it was like his last was this uh we were in the the house at twin lakes or yeah twin lakes the federal way house my room. Yeah. Yeah. And I had so I was no around. clue who, Me what, who he was going to see. Yeah. So you Kelsey, never heard of him before. I had never heard of him before. Like pretty woman. I guess pretty woman was. I wouldn't popular. have known. Yeah. Who right. He was. I right. was. I, I'm a dipshit. I didn't take in a lot, <laughs> but smoke. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it. Uh, so wait, did you go see him with him? No, I had no clue where he was going. If I would have known now, oh yeah, yeah, I would have begged him and you know and went down looking for scalp tickets or something. But didn't you guys do? Well, I guess that was Blue Moon. I thought, well, did you him you and him do like a karaoke thing at we a did church? A, we did a lip sync to Blue Moon. Okay, I remember his, you going uh, to like practice for that and yeah. me being so bored. Like, what the fuck are these guys doing? It was for Young Life, I think. Something like yo. Okay, okay. That's crazy to think that he was. You know what's really funny is he's he is uh, like twenty five percent of the reason that I really tried my best to uh, learn how to ride a bike without training wheels. I, I why is that? Because we were going over. To, Uncle Bob and Aunt Jamie had moved to Ronald, and Casey was dating Sherry Carter. I remember riding my bike around in the cul de sac with training wheels on and his daughter was my age i think her name was megan and he said hey tim and i remember just like being so pissed at him for this but he he like he was like megan's gonna ride a bike without training wheels before you and i remember being like fuck you she is like not because i like wanted to beat the girl but because i was like who the fuck are you i remember being like in like really indignant about that and that so i we went to Uncle Bob and Aunt Jamie's, and that's when I met Jared for the first time. The guy who does my tattoos, who I grew up with. 
I've known longer oh, than any he other was friends. Oh, because he was always with Sherry? Or? Yeah, because his older sister was dating my cousin Casey. And that's when I was like, I want to learn how to ride a bike without training wheels because Jared had a little BMX. He taught me how to do it. And I remember coming home and riding around in the, the cul-de-sac being like, fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Look who learned how to fucking ride a bike without training wheels. And I think since then, most of my ambition has been spite-driven. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> it's a power. You powerful need to look him up. Yeah, right. I was. He moved to Sisters, Oregon, when they moved. Oh, really? From Vancouver, when they moved to Vancouver, that night I drove for twelve hours. I stopped at their house. I remember. Yeah, holy down shit. There. Yeah. So talk about that 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 pass that you plow now. The pass the, that I plow. I well, let's we'll get we'll get real. This we'll get really sentimental here. One of my favorite, my actual favorite birthday from my childhood. I think it was my ninth birthday. You worked over on the other side of the pass, and sometimes the pass would close. Due it was to, closed all week. It was closed all week because it was crazy snow, and you were bound and determined to make it home. So you drove south all the way down through Oregon and around. So probably what like five times longer than it would well, have taken i had went i had headed north and to go over the other pass go over stevens and, oh, and i got up there halfway and they i had a cb because i was a trucker <laughs> and uh i went uh they said you it's closed and so i didn't know the game of i could have made it over oh. but they had closed it and so i turned around so that was almost three hours of driving right there. I was going to say that's a that's a long ways north yeah. so then caught my breath and headed headed south and uh, it was you went all the hours. way to Sisters Oregon no oh no I went oh he was Vancouver canyon. okay yeah okay yeah down to the canyon and and then once I got to Ellensburg I had 27 miles left to go and I had never drove the back road along the river and the freeway was closed oh there was shit gates and if I knew now, knew then, um, just drive past the drive gate. around the gates. And go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I went to the gas station. Said, "How in the hell you get to Roslyn? I'll go down this road." So yeah, in my twelve hours of driving, I'm going down an icy canyon road <laughs> at like fifty-five or sixty in a Ford Escort. <laughs> I had studded tires. Yeah, but. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I know that road. That's not one I'd want to drive down <laughs> in those conditions. Okay, that's our episode. I want to say thank you to Patchworks Seattle. I want to say thank you to After Later Audio, New Systems Instruments, Mystic Circuits, um, Secret Aardvark Sauce. Go check out those new flavors. Um, thank you for coming on the show for coming on the show for coming back to the show thanks to my dad for coming on the show thank you to everybody who supports me on patreon very very much appreciate it and we'll get more active on the patreon now that we're getting settled here at uh pod mod hq 2.0 um this so this is the the last patch i'll share with you this is uh, my favorite patch that i've made in the new studio so far and it's with all the all the instruments that i was talking about today the the new systems inertia the tree and leaves from uh, mystic circuits the sync 3 from starling and the boundary from schlappy engineering what else i think that's about it 
Thanks for coming back to Podge and the Modcast. Thank you for putting up with uh, a week of absence and then now this really, really strange episode. I had fun making it. I hope you had fun listening to it. This week's secret end of the show words for the hardcore full episode listeners to uh, comment on the Instagram post. Here we go. Jimmy G, Thunder Rolls. Jimmy G, Thunder Rolls. Until next week. Modular Modcast comes from support for support for support for no support for for support for Podular Modcast comes from support for Podular Modcast comes from Support from. <laughs> You're so in your head now. Support for Podular Modcast comes from. Support for Podular Modcast comes from. Support from Podular Modcast. Support for. Support for Podular Modcast. Support for. Support for Modular Modcast comes from. Oh, God. <laughs> Support for Podular Modcast. You can't do it while I'm talking. We got to get a clean read. Okay. Support for Podular Modcast comes from. That one.